Hi, and welcome back to Back of the Bar Talk podcast. I'm your host, Eric Gregg. I am here with Anthony Oliva and Brian Eckley, and we are going to dive into some of this past weekend's games. Uh, we will. I think we should just start. I think the obvious thing to start with is to just say that, and I think I speak for all three of us, when we hope that Nick Chubb has a speedy recovery. Um, that was gruesome. It was ugly. Um, I like. I do not like the Browns, but I do like Nick Chubb, and I, I I hope that he's able to to bounce back and recover from what seems to be an absolutely awful injury. Um, no. That being said, the games last night were so freaking boring. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if y'all agreed with that. I know they were both like relatively close, um, which, you know, helped. But overall, I just felt like it was watching four teams that none of which were going to be very like no, none of the teams looked impressive to me in, in those games. I actually didn't watch it live. Uh, I had to go to yeah, an event last night. Yeah, I was busy. Uh, so I did watch it while. My bad if my boss is listening. I did watch it while I was at work. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, when I was watching that game, I was like, I would rather fucking work. (laughs) Like this is this is boring. (laughs) It just it was like both like both games. We couldn't even get one good one out of it. Like both games were just snoozers. Like they just weren't that good. Uh, Brian, how did you feel? Like obviously, me and Anthony felt that way. But how did you feel watching these two games? Well, this isn't going to to help the case for these games at all. But like, I I didn't even first of all I didn't even bother watching the Saints and Panthers. <laughs> and then, case in point. <laughs> and then and then for the the Browns and Steelers, I I was like, I was interested to the point where I had the Browns defense on fantasy <laughs> and my opponent had Elijah Moore. <laughs> so I was, I was interested for that point, but even then I was like doing other things while the game was on. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Brian's not exactly saying what me and Anthony are saying, but he's saying what me and Anthony were saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> neither, neither of these games were riveting enough to where we were like a glued to the, t- I mean, I had more fun a week ago watching Zach Wilson play the Bills than I had watching either of those games last night. That's accurate. <laughs> and I, It's accurate and it's sad <laughs> that the teams last night couldn't give me something a little bit better than, than the overtime game we got last week, which wasn't like, it's not even like that was super offensive high powered or something. It was, it was 22 to 16 in overtime. It just was more exciting. And and this was this was not. Yeah. Um, they just they just weren't. I didn't see anything special. I didn't see anything that stuck out to me about either one of these teams. Uh, Pittsburgh's defense is still really good. Uh, I guess is the one thing that would stick out to me. Yeah. But like it didn't stick out enough to where like it made me think the game was good. It's just oh like Pittsburgh still has a defense that can win them some games. I just. It, it, <laughs> I don't know if it would have been more fun if Chubb was in it the whole time. Like if he was healthy, yeah, would they have been yeah. better? But I don't think so. I mean, Ford Ford had some good runs. <laughs> yeah, like I don't I don't think Chubb changes that game to me to where I'm like, oh, this was riveting. I don't I don't think that happens if Chubb is in it. Yeah. Right. Can we can we talk about can we talk for a moment about how bad Kenny Pickett looks right now? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's like like Kenny. What the the main reason why I. I kind of trash on the preseason a little bit 
is that well you have you have so many examples of teams going like zero and three in the preseason and then doing really well in the in the regular season or the inverse of that. Right. And like Kenny Pickett right now looks like the individual player version of that, where he had a phenomenal preseason and now like granted only two games, but still <laughs> has not, uh, has not looked great. I mean, I had, I had, you know, Pittsburgh potentially being a sleeper team because I thought if Kenny Pickett could take that next step to, to being, the guy like, you know, solid, yeah. then, then Pittsburgh with a solid quarterback and a, and a great defense would, would be able to do that. And I am not feeling that way currently. You know who exactly when you said Pickett had a great preseason and then now just the regular season looks like shit. You know, who also looked pretty good in preseason and had me all excited. Justin Fields. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, there's another oh, yeah. one. Let's, let's switch to that real quick. Let's talk. Let's, let's switch over to those bears. What is happening to them? Like, this is a team, and I know we talked about it on here, that, and, and I, I don't, I know that me and Anthony felt this way, where we thought this team could could sleeper into the NFC. And through two games, they look like they are well headed towards another top five pick. Um, Justin was, I, I know we talked about this in another chat, Anthony, but I don't think we talked about it in the one with Brian, but the league average for for uh, holding onto the ball uh, in the pocket without getting rid of it is 2.5 seconds. Like that's how long it's the league average is to get rid of the ball. Justin Fields' average is 4.5 seconds. My God. Yeah, is <laughs> how long it takes him to get rid of the ball, which is just a recipe for disaster. It's that, it, like you can't do that. That's not even the worst thing that we saw. It, remember what we saw this morning, basically, where it's CJ Stroud has two more <laughs> 300 yard games than Justin Fields. What What the hell? CJ Stroud has two games. Yeah, two. Games. <laughs> it has two wow. more 300 yard games than Justin Fields. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing. Is that, 300, is that 300 yards like in total or 300 yards like just passing? I think just passing. Yeah, just passing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, like passing yards. Point, like passing point yards. still stands, but yeah. like I was curious. Justin Fields has 27 games under his belt. Uh, CJ Stroud has two, and Justin Fields has zero 300-yard games, and CJ Stroud has two. <laughs> and I would argue, at least this year alone, that – not argue, it's the truth – that Justin Fields has the better receiver. His DJ Moore – he, he should be being able to pass a little bit more. Um, you know, and I, I know the offensive coordinator has not been, not looked great, but like, I'm not blaming the offensive coordinator for him holding on to the ball for four, 4.5 seconds. I can blame no. the offensive coordinator for maybe not getting DJ more open, but I'm not blaming him for, for hold for uh, how long uh, Justin Fields holds the ball. No, we've seen blatantly bad passes from fields where it's like, you did not just throw that interception to that guy on purpose, did you? Like, you wanted to get yeah. rid of the ball, so you threw it to the other team? I, I, I've i never been so confused, and I feel bad for Bears media. Like, literally, I've never seen them give up on a season with so much potential already. I mean, it's just like, 
like I mean, like they were like a sleeper pick to finish second in the division, and I, not right now. I wouldn't say that. I'd say it's a fight between the Packers and the Vikings, and really the Lions. I mean, really off like the way I look at it through two weeks, any of those three teams look like they could win it to me. Um, I, and we'll we'll segue. Um, I was very impressed with the Vikings' uh, offense on Thursday night. I am so glad you said that because like, we have talked so many times about Kirk Cousins and you, we, we know where we right. stand. Like I am the Kirk Cousins fan and I, I really hope I don't, I don't look at the, the social media reactions very much. I, I, I really hope that people are not blaming this game on Kirk. Cousins. No, I haven't seen it. It's no, not I, his fault. I can tell you what I'm seeing social media blame this on. And it's the truth. The Vikings run defense is poo poo. Big old giant no. turd. And even without that, and that was a very significant thing, but even without that, you know, the, there were, dro- there were passes dropped. There was the, the, yeah, of the, course, fumbles. the, the, the touchback, the touchback that could have been a touchdown. Yep. <laughs> Just, yep. Like, Which I, I don't like that rule, but I'm not going to get into that here. I don't, I disagree with that rule, but it is the rule and it happened, but I mean, multiple things that just didn't go the Vikings' way, and they still had a chance to win it. Yes. Like they, they still they still were in the game. And it goes back again, and I think we talked about it last week. I, I'm not super impressed with Philadelphia. I'm just not. Um, I don't I don't think their defense is as good, and I don't I don't think their offense is good. And they're they're and they're in shambles. AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts were already screaming at each other on the sideline. They're already having issues where AJ Brown's mad that he's not getting the ball every single time they have it. Which is a tip, typical diva wide receiver that's mad he's not getting every target. I mean, Delonte Smith had an amazing game, but that AJ Brown doesn't care because he didn't get the ball, and I that irks me. But I'm just not impressed with Philadelphia so far. I just I don't think. I don't think they look like the dominant team that they looked like to start last year. I think they very easily could be zero and two, um, yeah, but they just I, happen to be two and zero. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I'm also not ready quite yet to like remove them from the from the top of the NFC, but I they're on the ice. Yeah, they're on the ice. They're up there right now with the 49ers in Dallas, but I don't know that. I yeah, can yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying I'm not teams. saying they're they're trash. I'm not saying like the NFC is a generally weak conference, so mm-hmm. like they're still up there, probably in the top three. But they're on thin ice for me to uh, say that they're number one, right? Like, like the da- right. like, I, like you said, 49ers and Dallas, they're looking they're looking better, right? Just and then also the we haven't we haven't seen a ton, but I'm also not ready. I'm not ready to say I am putting them up there, but I'm also not ready to say that I'm not willing to start the discussion that the Rams need to be in that conversation as well. Oh man, that was, I was so excited. I really wanted the Rams to win that game just because I, I want to say that the Rams are back, but the fact, but you're right. Like they played really they well. Played and I, may yeah. not, I may not need them to have won that game to say the Rams are back. Right. And I, I'm not ready. Like I said, I'm not ready to put them in that, like, this team's going to contend in the NFC uh, NFC because I, I it's only two weeks in and, and I've got to see a little bit more out of them because they did have such a bad yeah. year last year. But 
I'm not ready to say that they're not at least somewhat in the conversation, especially in the playoff conversation, based off what I've seen from them within the first two weeks, um, including what could have easily been a win versus San Francisco, who most a lot of people have sitting atop the NFC. Yeah, I think I think the issue I think the issue with that game for for the Rams was just that the 49ers like wore them down. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I don't remember his name, but that receiver for the Rams too has Puka Nakua. Yeah, has been phenomenal. Absolutely. Um, oh, so I'm actually friends with uh the uncle for Puka, and he's what? like, "Holy shit!" Uh, I was not expecting that autograph. <laughs> I I thought about it. I was like. Can I please just use you as an outlet to? Yeah, you gonna get us. You gotta get some autographs, man. Come on. No, no, better but, yet, get him, him on the pod. Yes, for him. For him and, Anthony, like, we could interview him. Get him on the pod. Uh, his uncle is actually a big Raider fan, so I might talk to him a little bit more about no, it. But I don't yeah. want. I don't want the uncle on the pod. No, I don't want to talk about Raiders. Yeah. I, I definitely oh, don't God. want. To talk about Raiders. <laughs> but I mean, we're we're gonna in a second, but we'll get there. <laughs> We all have to talk about our teams. Two of us are happy. One of us is not. <laughs> well, I'm not. Let's talk about the Raiders right now, if we don't mind. Let's. Go ahead. Okay. Transition into the Raiders. Go ahead. After a performance like that, you have to call for McDaniel's job. There's no way in hell, after this much time investing into multiple drafts already, that you put out a performance like that, even with the Bills. Even with the Bills. I mean, the Jets just beat them. With, with Zach Wilson. And I'm it's, not saying you guys should have won, but to get absolutely steamrolled like you did. It was it was disgusting. We couldn't do anything from run game. We couldn't pass, and obviously we can't pass because it's stupid Jimmy G. And there's only so much that Vontae Adams can do. And it really, really is embarrassing that he's having to go out there, get concussions, just try to bring this team back to life. And there's no motivation from them. Max Crosby is – I'm not throwing Max Crosby un, under the bus. He's got to do better. I understand he was getting held like a fucking – like he had players on him like a backpack. And you just can't control that. But honestly, like people have to step up for that team. If anyone can just name me who the defensive tackle is for the Raiders, I'd be happy. But no, you, you can't because it's that atrocious over there. The it's Raiders are lazy. McDaniels is literally still working for the Patriots. I, I'm going to promote this right now. If I die tomorrow, we all know why. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, yeah. Um, I just the, – the play that I thought was just like – it was like – to me, it embodied what you hate about Jimmy G. Like it was the play where I was like Anthony is probably like, like wanting to like destroy his TV right now is he, he was getting sacked and he just like sidearmed through the ball, like right into a Buffalo Bill player's hands. <laughs> and um, like the Bills player was literally like two feet in front of him. And Jimmy G was just like, you can have it. Are you, are you talking about <laughs> the Milano pick? What? Are you talking about the Milano pick? Maybe. It was early on in the game. Okay. Maybe not that one. No. This- yeah, he threw two. I can't remember. Jimmy G – it's embarrassing, and I don't know how people can still vote vouch for this guy. I, tell me what he's done. He made that Super Bowl that one year. 
Yeah, he made that Super Bowl. I don't remember him passing more than seven attempts in the playoffs, but okay. He did. It was the game against. <laughs> no, you're right. Though. The game against. It was the game against the Vikings that year. After they they upset they upset the Saints because Sean Payton and Drew Brees always choked in playoffs, and then they went and they played San Francisco, and Jimmy. I, I remember saying Jimmy G threw the ball eight times. It pisses me off <laughs> that he got credit for that, man. <laughs> he threw the ball eight times. <laughs> uh, oh, since I brought him up, I'll, I'll, I'll say my little comment here I want to make, and then, and then Brian, you can talk a little bit. But um, I think if, if Sean Payton can take one thing away from this, it's that he's probably not going to have to worry about choking in the playoffs this year. And I think I think that that's good news for him is he doesn't have to worry about that because he's not going to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got I, I obviously have some things to say about this game. Um, I I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was it was it was fun for me. <laughs> Just like and you know the 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 game the game the score was thirty five to thirty three. So it, it was still a one possession game. It still was really close, but it didn't really feel that way. You know once. No, I agree. Obviously, obviously, the commanders. Obviously, the commanders started off badly. They it was started off twenty-one to three. They were down, um, but then once they started getting, then once they once they got rolling, and they got they got the lead. It did not feel like I like, never it, felt like Denver was going to come back and win that game ever. Yeah. Once yeah. once Washington got lead, I never felt like Denver was in control at all. It it was strictly. I was like, okay, Washington feels like they have this game. Denver is deflated, and they just – Washington's defense was too good. Like, everything screamed Washington. Yeah. The um, the main analysis that I wanted to make uh, from this game was I was thinking about the last possession that Washington had. Um, there, it was less than two minutes on the clock, um, and they they were up eight points. And Ron Rivera elected to just run the ball three times and punt it away. Um, right. Denver only had two timeouts, so after running the after running it the third time, they got the clock down to under a minute. Um, and obviously, had they made the two point conversion after the miraculous hail mary, I don't really want to call it a miraculous because it, they still didn't win the game. But after right. the after the unbelievable um, hail mary, they. Um, they like it, it makes sense, right? Like if they if they had converted it, we might be like hindsight's twenty twenty. We might be talking about a different uh, talking about it differently, right? But it makes perfect sense because you're up eight points. Even if they do make the hail mary, even if they do score a touchdown, they still have to convert two points just to tie the game. And like that's just really like uh, there's there's very little chance of them doing that. Right. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, however, they were already almost at midfield they were around midfield and they so like they didn't have to go very far to get to field goal range and make it a two score game really put the game away that way right so I was thinking to myself Ron Rivera probably just chose it to do it this way and just have the defense put the game away because Sam Howell's still inexperienced still still a young guy um had he had a more experienced quarterback probably would have chosen to go probably would have chosen to, to try and put the game away with a field goal. Um, and it just, I, I want to bring this up because I, like I'm basically, I'm on the Sam wagon, but I'm also on the like Sam watch here. Right. Because uh, you know, he's, 
on there there I still think that it's just a matter of he needs to he needs to get a bit more experience here. I think with more experience he's going to he's going to get better. And he's got he's got some good things going for him. He's got basically a sniper rifle for an arm, and by right. that I mean he keeps threading the needle. And like it's kind of a it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like the fact that he's able to thread the needle is like fantastic, but then you're also kind of thinking to yourself, eh, like, should he, like is he getting lucky not throwing a few interceptions here? Right. Uh, for example, uh, since you brought up, for example, um, it was a great thread the needle kind of pass, and then obviously an even better catch by Terry at the goal line, you know, yes. in the end zone. But that was threading the needle between two defenders. That very easily could have been an interception. Yeah, um, it was great that it wasn't, and it, it was a, it was a great play by both of them. His pass was well. Terry obviously made a great catch, but it it speaks to the point you're making. Yeah, yeah that 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 pass in particular, I I'm not really worried about, um, be, because of exactly what you said. Great great pass, great catch. You know it's Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. Um, so I'm not really worried about that particular pass, but you know it's like it's one of those things where I'm kind of thinking to myself. You know, in the NFL, the margin for error is small. Like the the what's considered open doesn't often look very open. Right. So it's kind of like I don't know what to what to think here. Like I'm I'm hoping that this is a he's really good at threading the needle situation and not a he's getting lucky not having thrown more interceptions than he has. Right. Um, but here's the thing. Um, I believe they have the Bills this week. Yeah, correct. This is going to be a very interesting game, um, and I'm the thing that I'm worried about because so far they've had the Cardinals and the Broncos, and they were both in one-score games. I'm hoping this isn't going to be another year where the Washington is just in the middle of the road and they can beat like losing teams, but they can't beat the winning teams. Right. So uh, this, yeah, it's. I'm going to, once again, be on Sam watch for for yeah. this week against the Bills. And I, I think it would depend, too. Like, you know, I, and, and I'm sure you feel the this, this same way, but, like, you know, I'm not, I think you're not saying that they have to, like, you're not saying that they have to beat the Bills, but you also don't want them, excuse me for this, you don't want them to look like the Raiders against the Bills. Oh, God. Um, Preferably not. Just, yeah. Right, to where it's just not even, it's not even competitive. But like, if they were to lose, you know, thirty-one to twenty-seven, it's like, okay, well, we lost, but in a one-score game, right? We played well, right? Like, we very easily could have been a win. It just yeah, yeah. And like, we could we could easily say to ourselves, hey, it was week three. Sam House still still needs a few reps. Maybe maybe we get to maybe we get to a play get to the playoffs. You know, depending how the year goes, and maybe we go up against a team that's that's like somewhere on par with the bills and we play better. Right. Um, I'll speak on Atlanta and then we can, we can jump into those week three games and discuss unless I can't think of any other stories, you know, any real headlines from, from the weekend uh, with the other games that they all kind of went ways were expected and whatnot. Uh, the only one that I will speak on real quick before doing Atlanta is, and I, I, I have to apologize to the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, as you know, through the podcast, we have been doing a, a Cardinals watch to where we we are waiting to see when the Cardinals win their first game. And over the weekend, they went up 20 to nothing on the Giants. And I said, I, I sent a message to our chat and I said, hey, 
maybe we should switch it to start tracking when the Giants are going to win a game. And then the Cardinals proceeded to blow that lead and the Giants won. So I feel like that's my fault. Um, I jinxed them into that loss, and that's on me. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, so that being said, we will stay with our Cardinals watch going forward as they still have not won a game. But boy, oh boy, are the Giants not very good. Um, on the flip side of that, Atlanta. Um, I was so mad at Atlanta – for three quarters of this football game. <laughs> um, like it would just like, I was so pissed off because they just, they didn't look great. Things were like the offense stalled too often. Uh, the defense had some big pass interference penalties that allowed green Bay to get into more scoring position. Yada, yada, yada. Fourth quarter Atlanta made me so happy. They were resilient. The defense was great. Ritter, I think the fourth quarter of this game was probably the best football I've seen out of Ritter since he started playing for us. Uh, Bijan Robinson is obviously going to be a problem for quite a while. But that being said, I was pissed for three quarters and then happy for the fourth quarter. And I will say that as an Atlanta Falcons fan, it's probably the first time that's ever happened because I'm usually happy for three quarters and then pissed for the fourth one. Atlanta, you prefer this, this Atlanta, Atlanta closed a game. And to me, that is something we have not been able to do in a long time. And I don't just mean that we were able to come back, but when we came back and we took that lead, we were only up one green Bay got the ball with a minute left to go very easily. Very easily, the old Atlanta could have let anyone, Green Bay included, easily get into field goal range and kick a game-winning field goal with a minute left to go in the game. And Atlanta had them go four and out immediately. They never, Green Bay never had a chance. And I, I haven't seen that from Atlanta in a while. We beat Pitt, uh, Carolina pretty easily. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, okay, we, it was close and we could easily be 0-2. I, I would say there's a chance that we could be 1-1, one one, but we're not. We're 2-0. and We're one of the, like, seven teams that is. And I'm not, like, at the point where I'm, like, super confident, where I'm like, yeah, we're winning the division. We're making the playoffs. Like, it very easily could fall apart. But it's the most optimistic that I've felt about Atlanta probably since – I'm not even going to say probably since their Super Bowl year because they started like three and four that year. They were not very – they didn't even have start. I mean, this is probably the most optimistic start to a season in uh, 10 years that I've had for Atlanta. And it it feels good to not be sitting around thinking, well, next week's going to be a loss, which is what I've had in, in the previous years. So a lot of things to be optimistic about. Defense looks better. Um Ritter is shaky at times, but like I said, I, I felt he really improved in the fourth quarter, um, made some really nice passes, uh, had the good run at the goal line that obviously uh, helped us. Uh, it was on fourth down and obviously got us a touchdown that, that was the catalyst, you know, the jump starter for, for the comeback that we had. So, the, you know, that was huge. 
Um, I'm hoping that as he as he continues to play, he'll continue to improve. I think he has great leadership qualities. So that's a good start because if he was talented and had no leadership qualities, then I probably, I, you know, he could be there, but I'd be, I'd be less optimistic about it. So I'm happy with, with what I see from Atlanta so far. Um, that was the thing that, that stood out to me as well with Desmond Ritter. Cause he, he had a lot of, he had some throws in that game that should have been interceptions. Correct. But, yes. But, his, uh, but the press conference that he had after the game, like he's, he's asked, like he's, he's, he's asked the question about like, what, what, what was the, what was the mindset when it looked like you were down and out? And he immediately said, like, we weren't, we weren't down and out. We're, we're never down and out. We're going to keep right. fighting until there's uh, zeros on the clock. And yeah, it, it was, it, it had that fire to, and that leadership that you were talking about. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what impressed me. And that's what impressed me. Um, in game was the fact that he had two passes, both of which easily probably could have been pick sixes and they weren't. And then that, you know, Oh, well, they weren't, you know, get over it. Green Bay. They weren't, they could have been, but they weren't. And, but he never let that, like when he went into that fourth quarter and we were down 12, he never looked like he was rattled because of it. Like he never was like, Oh, you know, he never looked like, well, you know, oh, well, we're down and out, nothing we can do about it. He kept going out there and he kept making plays and kept moving us down the field. And oh, yeah. even when he was playing bad, he was like yelling on the sidelines, like we got this, like being yeah. very, like, just having a lot of ego still out there. And I was like, oh, what's wrong yeah. with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. My quarterback doesn't give up two seconds in. Anthony. <laughs> well, like it's like until the fourth, you know, I was like, okay. Yeah. He keeps the talk. A lot of it um, was like, chill out. Couple, uh, speaking of uh, Raiders players, couple wait, great. Wait. Before we leave from the Falcons, I guess I will say it since no one else wants to say it. Is Bijan way so way too fast for us to understand him that when he stops to juke, he looks like he actually stopped when he's just turning direction. It's, I, his ability to change direct like the way he changes directions to me is almost like sorcery like like there should be something illegal about it it looks so <laughs> slow motion but everyone around him gets so confused like wait what is going on it's like well, it's he's like gone. he's got the ability to stop time and just move himself and then everybody else just kind of sits there and then he goes, and you're like, "Well, what happened? Like, what? How did that happen?" Like, he's like, he can stop time for a, for like for just a second, like like hit from from Dragon Ball Super. Yeah, and he's just or, everybody's like, "Wait a second!" That movie, Little Giants, where the defensive tackle gets the ball and he's just standing in the middle of the field. That's exactly what it looked like. Like, it was like, okay, we're just gonna ignore the fact that he has it and walk around him. <laughs> no, he's changing direction in the middle of the pile. Right. It's. He, he that, doesn't. Uh, he doesn't look like his weight. Like he's supposed to be like a big running back, right? He doesn't right, look yeah, like man. it. <laughs> he doesn't run like it either. There's no like Derrick Henry is big, and you can tell when he runs, he's slow. Like Derrick Henry is not running, running fast. He's just big. But to run you over. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah but Bijan, Bijan is fast. When he get when he's gone, he's gone. And and then he adds that that juke into it, and he had that run, which is hard. What you're thinking about, Anthony? That run, where he juked like three different Packers players in the same run. 
Like it looked like he should have been tackled at the line of scrimmage and then made like three different Packers players miss back to back to back and then ran for 15 yards. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't understand the science behind what just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing that happened here seems like it should have happened. (laughs) One of those freaks of nature. (laughs) Um, and I, and I and I love that we I love that we drafted him. He's obviously been a huge part to our success so far, and uh, he's going to be a huge part to us going forward. The other thing that I was going to say is speaking of ex Raiders players, uh, Mac Hollins had a couple great catches in this game. Oh um, man, that stupid goddamn rule! Oh my god, that that and that's what I was going to talk about next. It that's a touchdown. <laughs> it's a, it's not. It, I don't care that he toe tapped and then his hill came down out of bounds. It's a touchdown. Like, I don't it, – it's so aggravating because, like, that play right there, and it won't – it like, and this is – you know, we talk about this all the time, Anthony, with our, you know, our dislike for stats, but that was such a beautiful pass by Ritter and catch by Hollins, and neither one is going to show up on a statue. Like, you had to be watching the game to know Ritter put that pass exactly where he needed it to be. And Hollins made a great catch. And if you just look at at the stat sheet to see how they did, you're not going to see that. And it, it irritates me so much that that didn't count. But that that was one of the great catches. And then he had one where Ritter threw it up, and it was a jump ball between him and a a defensive back. And, and Hollins went up and, and was able to grab it and bring it down. And a lot of people – I've seen a lot of people uh, – uh, on, on Falcons fan pages, which I try and stay away from because they're all nuts. Um, like to put that in perspective, when I say they're all nuts, like there's like one every three comments is saying that we should fire Arthur Smith. And I'm like, yes, firing your coach when you're two and O is usually the best route to go. <laughs> like that's usually what people yeah. do is they're like two and O is not good enough. We should probably get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> and well, then the other thing is, is saying that like, that we should be three and O after yeah, two games. After <laughs> two weeks. Like how are we not better? And I, I'll sit there, and, and the other one I see is that, like, a pass like that by Ritter was terrible. And I'm like, I I see the argument because we were like, oh, the DB easily could have gone up and, and, and caught that just like Hollins did. And I'm like, yes, but I also think there's a level of trust there. Like, there there's that connection, and Ritter knows, okay, I've got a one-on-one with my big-bodied receiver, and I trust him to be able to go up and make this catch – when I, when I throw this one-on-one ball, it's not like he threw it in the triple coverage. It was a one-on-one ball. And I, I don't mind it. If it would have gotten picked off, I would have been like, okay, Hollins lost that battle, but he didn't. He went up and won it. And Ritter, Ritter trusted him to be able to do that. Um, anything more on past weekend's games before we jump into next weekend's and, and make some predictions and whatnot. I, if, if we can say something about the, the toe thing, Okay, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get the the rule either because when you have a when you have a receiver catch a pass on the sideline and they get one one foot down and then they drag their toe, that counts as a catch. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> it's like they've literally said it's like if if you're falling out of bounds forward, yeah, you can tap your toes, but if you're falling out of down out of bounds backwards, you can't tap your toes. That doesn't make sense. It does not. You're correct. It does not. <laughs> you that is that is an accurate description of that rule. It does not make any sense at all for that to be the rule that we're looking at in the NFL. Z- zero rule. 
All right, I just wanted to establish that. We can move on now. <laughs> um, the, our Thursday night game this week is the Giants and the 49ers. Uh, Saquon's out two to three weeks. I didn't think they were going to win this game with Saquon. And I certainly do not believe that they're going to win this game without Saquon. Um, yeah. <laughs> this screams to me. This this one screams to me. And I hate it because I'm, I, I don't work Friday. So, like, I wouldn't have to get up early. So staying up late is not a problem. But this, like, screams to me, like, this is – I, I I'll I'll be able to turn this off early. An opportunity to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, like this, like I'm not gonna have to stay up till 11:30 for this one. Like I, this is. I'll, here's I'll, the, I'll, I'll be here's the thing. Here's the thing about this game. I, I I'm thinking about the Cardinals Giants game from this past week, and I'm thinking about how it they were down 28 to seven, and they come back and they make this uh, they make this. Uh, come back in the second half and granted yes it was a cardinals team but that's still an that's still a really impressive comeback so i'm looking at that game and i'm thinking there's something going on here with the giants with like their their coaching or their execution i'm sure you can say that about every bad team in the league but there's just something about this giants team that really gets at me because clearly they have the ability <laughs> right they have I mean, yeah you, you can't you can't like come back twenty eight to seven down twenty eight to seven if you don't have the ability. But also, if they have the ability, they shouldn't have been down that much to begin with. <laughs> so, it just just I'm saying this now because looking at this matchup, you're you're totally right, Eric. Like this isn't this this doesn't look like the, a matchup that's going to be good. Like it's the sort of thing where I want it to be good, where it's like I, it seems like it should be good in some not distant universe. <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> right I, and i think like I, I i think it'll be entertaining at times because like the 49ers will be fun to watch uh at times and like certain things that they do so like i understand like that aspect like i won't be completely bored during the game because it's not two bad teams like one of the teams will be fun to watch but like you know I, they got down big against dallas and got blown out they got down big against arizona and were was able to come back but San Francisco's not Arizona. If they get down big here, the the game is over. Like yeah, you're not you're not, not coming back from big. twenty down on Arizona. I mean on San Francisco. You're just not doing it. And so I think I think we see that be a problem problem here. In as the well. Super Bowl you might, but not not in this game. Yeah, not not with not with the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> When not that they would be playing San Francisco in a Super Bowl anyway, due to the the conference alignment, but uh, I don't. The Giants to me don't scream a team that I see making it back to the playoffs this year. Um, especially with Saquon out for for the next few weeks. Um, our next game. I'll let you speak on this one. Uh, I'll, we'll do our teams first. Uh. Brian, uh, the Bills and the Commanders. Uh, I mean, I'm taking the Bills. I, I'll be rooting for the Commanders, but I just I, I think the Bills are ultimately the better team right now. This game comes down to which Josh Allen shows up. Is it the Josh Allen who is just like fuck game managing and throws three interceptions, or is it or is it the Josh Allen that lets his playmakers do their thing? That's a good point. Um. I, I think that that statement right there could embody every game that the Bills will play this year. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I like if that you know, second, 
But like I bring it up right now because of what we've seen, what we've seen in the in these first two weeks from the Bills, right? In the first week, they went up against a team with a really great defense, Commanders, check. Then they went up against a team that had like below average quarterback play. Commanders have a better quarterback than that. Right. So it's like you look at this game and you ought to pick the Bills. But I don't think you pick the Bills thinking it's a lock. Right. Yeah. No. And I, I, I'm, I'm picking the Bills, but I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm certainly not picking the Bills, thinking that they're a lock, like by any means. Like I, I, especially with this game being in Washington, like very, very much so, could see Washington winning this game for the reasons that you just pointed out. Their defense is solid. They could cause a bunch of trouble for Josh Allen. And if he gets flustered and he throws those interceptions or makes those turnovers or whatever, then this game could very well go to Washington. Just on paper, it screams like, all right, the Bills are winning this game. Like the Bills are the better team if they if they play like they should. Um, That's the if. Yeah, that is the if. Um, Falcons-Lions, I don't even want to pick. Like 50-50, and I'm taking Atlanta just because I like Atlanta. Like I don't. I don't know. I could go either way. Yeah, I feel the same way about that. I, I'm I'm picking the Lions because I just think that they they're a bit more consistent. Right. Yeah. But it could it, it if if you get um fourth quarter Desmond Ritter for four quarters, then yeah, it's toss up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's not hard at all. I, I would like that. I would like for Desmond Ritter to get the point to where he can give me fourth quarter Desmond Ritter for four quarters. And I'm hoping he does. <laughs> like that would be, that would be awesome. Um, but we'll see. Um, Anthony Steelers or Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I just, after, even after last week, I think that the Raiders always just, there's something about like, in great big old school rival between the Raiders and Steelers and the Raiders always just seem to come out and play even when they're really at their worst I, I man I can't wait for this game it, it, they're shitty teams right now <laughs> not that good looking but man you know every team has that team where they're not in their division and they just have that yeah, I, it has me so excited to watch it. Where I'm going with my team, I can't go against them on this one. I respect it. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers because I think that defense makes Jimmy G look a lot like Jimmy G. Um, and I I think that causes them problems. Um, but I, I I do agree with the fact that it's just it's two bad teams. It's 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 two teams. Like I, the Raiders winning this game would not surprise me in the slightest. Um. Because they both do do. Um, Colts Ravens uh, Ravens. I got no reason to think the Colts won this game, and I don't know that Richardson's going to play. Is in concussion protocol. Um, yeah, concussion protocol these days. Uh, it you can basic. I think you can basically assume that the game after leaving with a concussion you're not going to be playing yeah you're probably out so if Gardner Minshew ain't it and so I have no reason to believe that the the Ravens won't uh 
won't win this game. Anybody take the Colts? Anybody want this as their upset pick? No. Okay. No. Wow. That's wild. That's crazy. I can't believe that. Um, I think I've, I think I've already I think I'm already like established as like the as Washington is my upset pick here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that being said, uh, I think uh, I think uh, um, Zay Flowers could have a, a big fantasy game in this. Yeah, one. that's true. That's a good. That's the Colts a good have point. already the Colts have already allowed big fantasy games in in both of the first two weeks for wide yeah, receivers. I can see that. I could definitely see a big fantasy game out of him here. Uh, speaking of two terrible teams, the Titans and the Browns play this weekend. Um, Titans, I guess, like, uh, would be my pick. Like, I just, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm going with the Browns on this one. Any reason why? I just don't have faith in the Titans. Like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, but that's how I feel about both of these teams. That's why I, I just I have a feeling that I I'm definitely not gonna say my reasoning because I really dislike the quarterback. I do feel like there's enough there. Yeah, I can see that argument. Yeah, I don't one. like him, but they do. Like if we're breaking it down to quarterback play, then obviously the the Browns would win. I don't I don't think it's great, but it's better than what the Titans have. Ryan Tannehill looked better this past week, though, and the uh, I think for me, the bigger thing would be um, the Browns' run defense. If you if you make it so that Derrick Henry can't have a phenomenal game, and I don't know how great of an extent you can do that with Derrick Henry, but if you have to if you have to make if you can make the Titans one dimensional in at least in at least some of the game, I, I think there's a window there for the Browns. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I can see the argument for the Browns. Like I said, I, I don't like either one. Of, I, not that I don't like either one of these. I don't trust either one of these teams. And so I'm, I'm good with just saying that the Titans win just cause I, I want them to. And I think it's 50, 50. Um, Anybody taking the Broncos over the Dolphins? Yikes. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> Yikes. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, and this is no this is no knock on them, but I'm sitting here thinking like Sam Howell put up thirty five points on the Broncos defense. I I, I can't really imagine what I think Tua and Tyreek Hill are going to do to this Broncos defense on Sunday. Um, I just imagine a lot of yards for Tyreek Hill. I mean, those are the two big names, but there's a lot of speed to go around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That helps. I mean, obviously, Waddle, Waddle can get there. Like that. I just, I don't, I don't see Denver like jumping into this one and be like, okay, this is where our defense gets really good. Like this, this is where we flip the script, guys. Uh, I don't. I don't see it being here. Um, Patriots Jets. I would have chose the Jets three weeks ago. I, I might still take the Jets now. I don't know. Um, I think this game's gonna be super boring. <laughs> I don't. I don't yeah, think no. this game's gonna be fun at all. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be this. But like, if y'all, I don't know if y'all remember or not, but the Patriots and the Jets had a game last year that was three to three until the Jets punted with like 10 seconds left and the Patriots returned it for a touchdown. And that's how the game ended. And it ended 10 to three. 
And I'm telling you right now, I would have rather like gone to a funeral <laughs> than, than watch that game. Like it was, it was so bad. I would have rather sat through the 2016 Suicide Squad oh. than watch. Yeah, I mean, it was. I don't know if y'all remember. It was bad, and I might be exaggerating there because that movie made me want to pluck my eyeballs out. But it was, it was really, really bad. Like. And that was in the same year where we had the Broncos on a lot of primetime games. And it still might have been the worst thing I watched all year. <laughs> There's um, our speaking ancient geek. Uh, yeah. Plug, <laughs> shameless plug of other podcasts. Um, <laughs> we seem to have one on each night for each podcast. Yeah, yeah. That, we find a way to toss them together. I think we should make that a goal. <laughs> try and find a way to get the other podcast mentioned on that podcast. <laughs> um, Anyways, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't care. This, this feels like a toss-up. It really like it's two. It's two good defenses going up against like each going up against a bad quarterback. <laughs> yeah, like I. Um, I kind of I I'm I'm leaning Jets. I feel like I'm leaning Jets because I'm just kind of like, and this is this probably is just because of wishful thinking because I have Garrett Wilson on my fantasy <laughs> team. But like I'm like hoping this is the week that the Wilsons can finally have like a good connection with each other. It's kind of been like kindling a bit, but it's I haven't seen enough, and I'm hoping like we can get a little bit more. <laughs> I. Uh... I picked Garrett Wilson up in a couple leagues. Not, I'm in quite a few, but only a couple. Because I was expecting him to have such a great year with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and now so I'm just was I. Off. So I'm was I. so <laughs> mad. <laughs> and and it, it irritates me that I'm not going to get that. And I'm just like, man, I was ready for him to have like a 1,700-yard season. Like, I mean, this is going to be <laughs> – no, I guess not. Uh, Saints-Packers, I'm going Packers here. Um, I think the Packers have looked significantly more impressive than the Saints so far. And I know they lost to Atlanta, yada, yada, yada. But even in that, I think they looked more impressive than the Saints did. I agree. Uh, in either of the Saints' victories. I know the Saints are 2-0, and but I just I, – I think the Packers have looked more impressive than uh, New Orleans has so far. Um, Brian, I know Anthony's trying to – I'm assuming you're taking Packers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. Jaguars over Texans. I don't think we need to discuss that one very much. Um, Although I saw a statistic that last year in both games um, between these two teams, uh, Trevor Lawrence did not throw a single passing touchdown. That's wild. Isn't it, it though? probably doesn't happen here. Jags by 50. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't imagine that carries over into 2023. Jacks, <laughs> um, but that is a wild stat. Um, in a battle of teams that are massive disappointments so far this year, the Chargers play the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings on this one. So I feel am like, I. I think it's I even, like and they're is, at home. Yeah, I feel like this is the game. The one thing that we didn't mention already um, when we talked about the Vikings Eagles game earlier, the other big thing with the Vikings is their offensive line is garbage. Yes. They like last year, Kirk Cousins got hit so many times and it's carrying over into this year. The, but looking at this matchup, this feels like the sort of matchup where, you know, I guess I I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to say this. I I think that the Vikings, 
going up against this defense, the Chargers defense has not looked very good. Right. I think that, you know, you look at the Vikings and there are, there are a lot of issues, but they still have two phenomenal young wide receivers. And you, you can't, you can't tell me different right now that like Kirk Cousins is, is a good quarterback, right? Yeah, I agree. You can make this – I this is the sort of game where I feel like – and it probably is still a one-score game. Right. But I, I, see, I see the Vikings winning this. Yeah, I picked the Vikings here too. I actually ha- think the Chargers win this game. Uh, I, I don't think the Chargers have played completely bad where they should be out. I will say, though, Addison is that dude. I think I've been saying yeah. that like he was going to be my uh, rookie of the year. Yeah. Uh, but – I don't know. I feel like the Chargers mentally are just like, there's no way we're losing this one. This is it. Herbert has been a freaking man. Like, I don't think people realize exactly how good he's been. I know they've been losing their games, but he, he's different. From, that's not. No, it's not on Herbert at all. Yeah. It's, it's um, really not on Herbert. And I really see this but game. like, I can say the same sorts of things about the Vikings. Like, I'm not saying that. Oh, Kirk no, I, is just as good as Justin Herbert. I would not say that. Justin Herbert is like up there in the top five. Right. But like, I I don't blame the losses on the the two losses on Kirk Cousins. And I would even add that you know, like, he's a competitive guy too. I think he's gonna like the, the Vikings are gonna say here like we can't lose a third game either. And I and then I would add to this. You look at the two coaches. I have more faith in Kevin O'Connell. I just I'm not ready to hear Kirk yeah. Cousins say you like that you like that I, I can wait one more week. Yeah, but where was he? Like, did anybody else miss him on Sunday when Washington came back? Like, how great would that have been to have Kirk Cousins? He'd have been sitting there screaming it. Yeah, like that would have been nice. Sam Howe should have done it just for old times' sake. Um, Panthers Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks. Like, I don't like the Seahawks that much, but the Panthers just don't look good. Like, I got no reason to not take Seattle here. I'm going to go with Panthers this game. I have nothing to back it up. I just have a feeling. All right. I so that, is, that your, is that your upset pick then? That's going to be my upset pick. Yeah, that would be the upset pick. I, I respect this one. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm picking Seattle, but I respect the upset pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- This is not going to happen, and we're not going to talk very much on this game because it's, it's not even going to be a game. And it's not going to happen. But how absolutely wonderful, absolutely wonderful would it be if the Cardinals beat Dallas this weekend? I I would literally start probably a new social media page of how worthless the Dallas Cardinals <laughs> are and invite the people who are real diehard fans to it. It's <laughs> not going to join. It's just because you guys piss me off so damn much. That I just want you to feel pain just for a little bit. <laughs> like, I don't think there's any chance. Like, this is going to be as bad as the Giants game, I think. Yeah, but like, just, I, I, yeah, was, like, I was going to say that I think we should all say a prayer for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, it is, <laughs> is going to be so ugly. But it would just, like, my weekend, my season would be complete if the Cardinals won this game. Like I, I would need nothing else to happen for the rest of the year. 
the this, Cowboys the Cowboys would have to win the Super Bowl this year to erase that to make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anything short. Anything uh, short, if they lose to the Cardinals, anything short of a Super Bowl win would be a disappointment. <laughs> um, but it doesn't happen. Cowboys by 80. Um Bears Chiefs, uh, I think the Chiefs do a great job of getting back to form this week and scoring about 50 points. Yeah, this is a this is a good week for that. Yeah, this is a good week for the Chiefs to finally hit their stride this offensively. Is, this is this is a confidence builder week. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Yep. That's exactly what this is. It's like, oh, you know, we, we're one and one. We could we could easily be two and oh, but our offense hasn't hasn't started to click. It will here. They could be well, here's the thing. They could easily be two and oh. They could also easily be oh and two. The Jag that Jaguars game, like they started off getting three turnovers. Yeah. It pissed me off that like I always hate when this happens when the defense sets up the offense and then the offense can't do anything with it. Nothing. Off of those three turnovers, they got three points. Okay. Um, I didn't know it from week one, but like, are we are we living in a world now? Are we like starting to drift into a world now where not only do they have Patrick Mahomes, but they have like a like a, a like a top fifteen defense too? Maybe. Do we feel that's fair, or do we feel like that's just wrong for the rest of the league? No, it's not fair. It, okay. It, it, <laughs> like, do we feel like we should have allowed that, or should they have to have a bottom five defense every year just to counteract? Well, to so counteract here's, of it? here's the thing: like, they're going to they're going to be if they're not already the next dynasty because right. because they have players who are bought into it. You have the best quarterback in the league on a fucking ten year contract, and it's <laughs> like at this point, far down the list of top contracts in the league. Right. It's not even one of the high, he's not even one of the high and he just like reconstructed to where he is, but like overall, it's not one of the highest paid contracts in the NFL. No, he literally just got paid more right now. Where it's like, okay, well we don't have anyone in the team uh, that deserves this money. So I'm just going to, we'll just it give now. it to you and then we'll pay other people later. Like, yeah. uh, like they, it, it, it's unfair, really. Like, and I don't mind watching it because I like Mahomes or anything. But like, good lord! Like, if he starts to get an elite defense alongside him, then can we? I mean, we don't. Why even play? Like, why? I mean, like, can we just give the trophy to him and like somebody else? I mean, we, up? We, we have to. We have to let. We have to make them still play in the Super Bowl, but like, just automatically give them the AFC Championship. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's. I, I, I think that's fair. I would make the argument that we should just have like they they get to make the AFC championship, but they have to play Cincinnati. <laughs> and then, that's better, even you, yeah. Like they have like you're all, they're automatically in it, but they have to beat Cincinnati to be able to get any farther than that. And then they can just play whoever comes out of the NFC, <laughs> whatever ragtag team manages to win the NFC every year <laughs> young and scrappy yeah, we yeah made whatever, whatever random team squeaks out of the nfc and we just, we just go from there um talked about steelers raiders already we get two monday night games again um this is an embarrassment of riches or it would be if i would watch both actually i probably would watch both of these actually yeah i would say both of these actually are somewhat entertaining um, we'll start with Rams Bengals. If if Joe Burrow plays, I think the Bengals win this. I think they can get back on track. The um, thing about the thing about Joe Burrow right now is that that injury is still nagging for sure. Yeah, I um, I actually I've actually was entertaining the idea like if I was if I was Zach Taylor of of benching Joe Burrow just to like try and force him to recover a little bit more. 
but yeah, the thing but is, think, but the thing is, I don't know what game you do that in. Yeah, I'm like, I, and, and, and I don't. I think you got to be careful when you do it too, because like, say, uh, going to my other point, he doesn't play. Obviously, I think the Rams win this, and then all of a sudden, Cincinnati's zero and three. Yeah, you're thinking, oh, that's like, not good. And see, like hindsight is twenty twenty, and so you probably like what they probably should have done that in the first week, just sat him in the first week, right? And, but but now you're here, and on the one hand, once you do, if you have a one hundred percent Joe Burrow, you can crawl out of a, a hole. It would not be easy when you right. have an zero and three hole to crawl out of, but you can do it with Joe Burrow. But you still, it's still one of those things where it's like it's the NFL. You don't really want to take that chance. Right. You don't want to go 0 and 3. And even if you crawl out of the hole, you're still looking at probably a wild card berth with the way the Ravens are playing. So you're not, you're not yeah. getting the top four seed. You're playing on the road when you get into the playoffs. Like it makes it harder, you know, to, yeah. to get there. And my brother, uh, my brother's big Cincinnati fan. He talked about that earlier. He's like, you know, he's like, I, he's like, I've never really felt like we're down when we've got Joe Burrow. But like, if we're ever gonna want to get like a top seed, we gotta stop starting off seasons like this. Like, we can't we can't continually start off bad and hope to get one, two, three seeds and get some home games. Um, the other one is the Eagles Bucks, and I know that the Buccaneers are two and zero, and they've they've won. <laughs> I don't care; they're not good. They're not good. They're not good. They beat the Bears, who we just talked about, our potentially top five pick. And they beat the Vikings, who we've talked about really are kind of more beaten themselves. And they didn't even really beat them by that many. Like, it wasn't like they, they steamrolled them. I I get it. They're 2-0. and I'm not impressed. I think I think the Bucks can make this competitive, but I'm picking the Eagles. Yeah, and, and and I've talked about how I'm not super impressed with the Eagles, so like I wouldn't be surprised if it's competitive, but like I just I don't I'm I'm not buying into the Bucks hype of oh the Bucks are two and zero oh, they're they're going to be a contender this year. No, I mean I keep I keep coming back to what Anthony has said multiple times, and that's that. Uh, Baker Mayfield just has a lot of weapons around him. Yeah, they just, yeah, and I remember getting so much shit on for it, but well, that's a, not because that's not what you said. But you it's, said Baker Mayfield will be a top ten quarterback this year. I, but I had a reasoning. I had a reasoning, and no one wanted to listen to that because I, the hot takes game isn't about reasoning. You're supposed <laughs> to say something that you actually believe. You don't have to explain it. You okay, said fine. that he is a top ten quarterback. I cheated. But you did. You cheated in the game. That's the problem I have. <laughs> but it's the truth. I think that the Bucks are just what's I don't even know what a word to put it is. They just they just have enough weapons on offense and defense to make them look pretty and skate by with a quarterback like Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. I don't think it wins in this game. But like my my thing is is um like I don't know if y'all saw it, but like there was a play on Sunday against the Bears where Mike Evans was wide open in the end zone. Wide open. Like, could not be any more open than he was. And Baker threw the ball, and he underthrew Mike Evans by about seven yards. Like, right near a Bears defender. Like, it wasn't even close. 
And Mike Evans ran back, caught it, and then was able to run and get in the end zone and get a touchdown. And it's like, great. When you're looking at the stat sheet, it looks like Baker Mayfield tore it up. Yeah. It was awful. The pass was awful. And Mike Evans, to your credit, Anthony, was able to bail him out. And and I, I say it's I, I make the argument with Tua and Tyreek Hill too. And I think Tua's a better quarterback than than Baker. But I, I see it. I see it there too. A lot of times Tua will underthrow Hill and then he's able to just run back 10 yards and catch it. And it doesn't matter that he got outrun uh, or that he underthrew it. So I just like, I'm not, I'm not super impressed by this team. I, I see what you're saying. I agree that, you know, he could easily have decent stats because of those players, but like, I'm not, yeah, I see a lot of like Baker's good train right now, and I, I'm not buying that at all. It's the same, same Baker we've always seen. Middle of the pack. Better stats. Right. Better stats than, than what he actually is. Like it just, I'm, I will, I will say this though. If, if the Bucks do win this game, then I'm ready to say the Eagles are, are like looking up at the 49ers and the Cowboys. Yes. I, if the Buccaneers are able to win this game, I am going to take it as more of an indictment on how f- the Eagles aren't as good as they used to be than I am the Buccaneers being a top team in the NFC. This yes. a loss here speaks more on the downfall of the Eagles than the rise of the Buccaneers. Um, but that's it. That's all we got this week. We'll be back next week with uh, – the same thing to be able to talk about the games from the past weekend and make our predictions going forward. Bye.